Welcome back, everyone. I am really excited you're here. This is the Author Revolution podcast, and I am your host, Carissa Andrews. This episode is really going to be a lot of fun. When it comes to story creation, nothing ignites my imagination more than thinking about how to create an incredible series. So today, we're going to be talking all about getting those creative juices flowing and brainstorming ideas for a series of books. Now, before you ever lift a pen or start tapping on the keyboard, you do need to slow your horses down and take a few moments to ask yourself a couple of questions. The first one being, what genre are you wanting to write in? This can determine a lot as we progress through our brainstorming session. And the best way I have found to do this is really to head over to Amazon and take a look at the genre category you want to write in. Look over the charts and see if you can spot a trend in the bestsellers. It works really well to dive a little bit deeper into subgenres, so you can find a way to really mix things up a bit. You can get tons of inspiration simply by seeing what other authors are already writing about. For example, if everyone is writing about shifters in urban fantasy or paranormal genres, you could find a unique way of bringing shifters in, but using a method no one else has seen before. Or perhaps you turn it on its head completely by creating a world of animals and the shifter is actually changing into a human. By studying what is selling and what other authors are currently doing, you can get really great flashes of insight as to what might also be coming next as well. That, in turn, can really help you get a leg up on a trend even before it comes. So speaking of trends, the second question I want you to be thinking about is, are you writing to market? So for those of you who don't know what writing to market is, it means picking specifically how you're going to write a series because you want it to sell well. Obviously, as authors, we want our books to sell, but when you're writing to market, you are doing it in a very deliberate fashion and you're doing it with so much intention that you are focused on what's working and what's not working. And if you do plan on writing to market, this involves some research and legwork on your part, and you really have to sit down and brainstorm that into your concept. You need to know what types of stories are trending currently. But more than that, what the tropes are, what readers are going to expect from those tropes and from the genre that you're writing in, as we discussed, how you can make your series concept unique to you as well. So in this step, I want you to really think about who your readership is and what it is they want from you. And if you're not planning on writing to market, then really anything is fair game. It's just that don't be surprised if your series struggles a little bit or if you as an author struggle a little bit to find where it really fits in the market. So, all right, once you've done some of this crucial research, you really may or may not have a good idea for that series. And if you do, great, you're already a step ahead. However, if you're not quite sure yet, I want you to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil. In the center of the page, I want you to write your genre and then circle it. For those of you familiar with mind maps, you'll already see where I'm heading with this one. Next, I want you to take all of your notes from the research you've previously done and start writing down single words from the different areas you've found and make them spokes coming off of the genre. Going back to the urban fantasy shifter example, you would have urban fantasy in the center and shifter as an offshoot. Write it to the side of the big urban fantasy bubble, circle it, and then draw a line between the two. If you realize you want to write about where foxes as your shifter in the series, add where foxes as a new circle off to the side of shifters, and then draw a line between those two. But don't just stop at one. I want you to write down all of the trends, as many as you can see that you have spotted, and flesh out your mind map really well. 
You can brain dump anything else that comes up as you do this so that you can spot unique ideas that you have as you do it. Now, don't worry, I'll make sure that there's an example in today's show notes for you to download, but hopefully you get the idea of where I'm going with this. And if not, I want you to Google mind maps and have a look around. This will help give you a little bit of a lay of the land before you do actually download this piece. By creating a mind map, you give yourself a visual of all the trends and the things you have to choose from when it comes to creating a series. So once you've done this, you're ready to move on to creating a high-level idea for the series. The example of writing a series taking place where shifters are animals who actually shift into humans is one example of a high-level idea. And for those of you who hear this and think that was a great idea, I give you my permission to go ahead and run with it because as cool as it sounds, I do not have the time to write it. So hopefully you will. Whatever your high-level concept is, I want you to write it down. Next, I want you to think about the kinds of trouble you could find based off of that idea. What conflict and trouble could really be thrown into the mix and make things really complicated or cause a lot of dilemmas and problems for your main character? What problems then would need to be solved? If you do get stuck here, I also have a plan for you too. This is actually inspired by a conversation I was having with my education director for the Lakes Area Writers Alliance this past weekend, where we were talking about how to create story ideas or where story ideas come from. And she's actually creating a a piece about this too. She said one of the ways that she's going to be recommending at our next session is to take a look at obituaries and get inspiration through people's lives. Not only would you be honoring those people in your own way, but they can offer you some invaluable insights on what it means to be alive, as well as little ticks or things that they'll like, or maybe even some story ideas where they traveled to someplace interesting or did something that is really unusual, and it will just spark your creativity and you can run with it. Now, for me, story ideas really aren't the problem. It's actually the cohesion when I start writing. I'm not a huge fan of stories that are cookie cut. So when they follow a very specific formula down to the letter, it kind of bores me. And so that's not something that I like to do. I want to be surprised as a reader and as a writer. And so while knowing I'm still on this journey with the characters, I want to have that kind of unique aspect with them. I don't want to know that the next story is going to be exactly the same, just a different setting with different problems. So that means I strive to make each of my books very unique, but still tie together. So for example, the Pendamus Chronicles, when I was writing that, I knew the second book in the trilogy is where things would often fall flat. And for me, I was very determined to make sure that that didn't happen with my book too. So I sat down, I researched a lot of coming of age trials, brainstorm ways I could put my main character through a ton of crap so I could make her stronger. And I also knew that if your ending in the third book really sucks, readers can be very unforgiving. So I knew I had to make whatever big battle or big reveal I had in mind super big. It had to be massive, and it couldn't just uh, negate everything I've already gone through. Because that just really, it's not a good thing for a reader, and it's, it's really not a good thing as a writer either. It means you didn't sit down with your characters long enough or your story long enough to know what a really good ending would be. So these are examples of high-level series creation concepts. And because I knew where I wanted to go, I didn't dive into my story development outlining or any of that just yet. I just knew what I wanted. I knew where I wanted to go with it. And it was then up to me to make sure that I got there. Now for the new series that I'm working on this year, though, The Windhaven Witches, I didn't know it would be a series when I first started writing. Well, I mean, obviously, when I was 14 years old, I didn't know it would actually be a real book either. But 
When I started writing it, it was originally called Remnants, and I started writing it in 2018. But there was something more to it than that, and I could just tell that it needed, it needed to be fleshed out in a different way. And so when I started working on it this year as a series, it wasn't until I chose, I guess, to turn it into a series that I started to really think about what it would look like. I knew I wanted to have a creepy house, some witches thrown in there, a paranormal supernatural vibe. I've really been into The Haunting of Hill House, Supernatural. We're watching Sleepy Hollow actually now, but it's a show that we're watching far after I've developed this concept. But I really liked all of that. And so I wanted my book series to have that as well. So then I added in the Academy stuff that is very high trending right now, probably going to be on its way out by the time this series comes out, but that's okay. I just wanted to pull in a lot of that darker mythological beings and stories, most of which won't be discovered actually until far later in the series. But the setup of it is all happening now in this first book. The way I answered the question of how my story will be unique was by changing names of things, things like zombies to revenants. I like, I like to keep people on their toes, and I don't always like to follow trends to the letter. So I kind of flip things on their head just a little bit, even though I'm still following with the things that are actually making waves in my genre right now. So I also pulled in a lot of elements that most people may not even know about, and it allows me to geek out while semi-educating at the same time, so I kind of love that. As you sit down, though, to brainstorm your series, I need you to first off think about how many books you plan to write. So with The Windhaven Witches, I knew it was going to be four. But one of the things my mentor, Rebecca Hamilton, stressed as we got started is that a series has to be able to carry through all of the books. It has to have the weight to carry them all. However, I have given that a lot of thought, and there is a caveat to that. You actually need to decide what type of series you're creating. So in my opinion, there are three, and we'll kind of go through them here. Are you writing a series where each story builds on the next? So like the Pandamas Chronicles, where if you don't read book one, book two will make no sense because you don't have that groundwork of book one. Or are you writing one of those titles within a series where each one has kind of more of that cookie cutter feel to it, but it it kind of still builds a little bit on each one. So think Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys, Goosebumps, that sort of thing, where it's all in the same world building, but it uh, doesn't necessarily have to be read in a certain order. My Eighth Dimension series is kind of like this, although it wasn't originally intended to be that either. But both of these examples show that different things need to be answered when it comes to having your high-level concept carry your books through. If you're trying to tie all of your books together, so each builds on each other, you do need to sit down and think about how many books you want to write or can write. And if you think you could write the story series in continuum, so for example, if it is going to be one after the other, and it will just continue on, but you do need to know what happened in book one or book two before you read book three, etc., you're going to want to think about at least the first three or four of them. That way you can at least map out those keep them as tight as possible so that readers are engaged and they love the series. Research actually does suggest that four is the critical number that hooks readers. So once they get past those first four, you'll have them for your subsequent books as long as you keep producing quality stories. So if you can make sure that those first four books are spot on, you are golden. Let's go back and use my example of the Windhaven Witches. I knew I wanted to have four books So I needed to have a high-level idea for each of those. These are my four, just to give you an example. Book one, 
is all about the discovery of my main character's secret legacy, thus its title. Book two is all about the soul and the difference between right and wrong when you have magical power. Book three is all about my main character's haunted past and the discovery of more ghosts living amongst her. And book four is about her final evolution and overcoming the curse on her family. I will mention that I got the majority of these ideas really based off of the titles I chose, though, which did come first. So this can actually be another brainstorming method to pick a title before you know what your series is going to be about. And if you pick it, you can sit down and deliberately craft ones that are to market, then develop a story within the framework of your series high-level idea. Meaning like if you have a high-level idea for the whole series that it's going to be about witches and a creepy house, now if you've given yourself four different title names, now you can go through each one and just kind of think, what does it, what resonates with that title? How could I pull in a storyline that fits with my high-level you know, witches and a creepy house to make each one of those titles unique and their own. I like to keep all of my series concept ideas in Scrivener. I like Scrivener because I can quickly and easily go back to the information I need. But if you don't use Scrivener to write, you can always use your Word doc to be able to create some information, your, your character sheets, your series arc, the whole nine yards. Or you can also, I know other authors who will use Microsoft OneNote to keep things organized and easy to find. So heck, you could even use a paper notebook, whatever feels right to you. Just make sure that your series is developed and have a place to go back to as your world building fleshes out because it's easy to get lost, especially if you have multiple books, four books or more to be able to reference back to. You always need that reference point. All right, guys, I hope this has helped give you some ideas for how to brainstorm your next series. The next step, though, really is to sit down and outline your series and your books so that you can make them all a cohesive unit. So I want you to stay tuned because I will be talking about outlinings in the first week of February. And there's a couple of different ways to do outlining, and it's going to be very helpful for both a single book and a series. Until then, I want to remind you that if you like this podcast or any of the podcast episodes before it, please leave me a review. Once I have a few, I'll be reading a listener shout out section where I give your review a special spotlight. All right, that wraps up our talk on brainstorming your series, guys. With a little luck, I hope it inspired you to start your research process today and dig into your genre to see what's trending. You will be amazed at all of the creative inspiration that will flood at you just from this one simple task. Now, don't forget, you can find all of the show notes, including the mind map, clickable links and stuff that we talked about today or reach out to me online by going to authorrevolution.org forward slash 12. Next week, I want to take a quick beat to talk about author overwhelm. I don't know about you, but I have seasons where I definitely feel this one hard. So let's bring it to light and give you a few tips and tricks for overcoming it. All right, guys, until next time, go forth and be awesome. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people. Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate 
your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorevolution.org forward slash Patreon.